Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series. I'm Carrie Murphy, and I am so happy to be here with all of you today. Welcome to our Sacred Circle and our Unity community, designed to provide energetic empowerment for your soul's evolution and to purify your voice, your vessel, and your vision so that you clearly and compassionately see your soul's true light and so that you can clearly identify the choices the opportunities and the potentials available to support your soul's highest expression. So I want to extend a bright and a very beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in uh, from around the world to help me welcome way shower, quantum healer, mystic, and yogi, Christine Estale. We're going to talk about keeping an even keel, very important right now, uh, for stable 5D embodiment. So welcome home, beautiful souls. This is your safe haven, a sacred space, a soulful sanctuary to feel ignited and empowered as we walk together hand in hand and heart to heart. Uh, it's my greatest intention that you feel a sense of acceptance, safety, belonging, oneness, and unity here. Uh, the energies and the qualities of cooperation, collaboration, kindness, and compassion always flowing here. I, I do want to say, and I've been sharing this this season, that I really feel that as we come together and intend for daily soulful generosity toward ourselves, toward one another, and when we also commit to pure, purposeful living, aligning our choices and our voices with grace, kindness, honesty, integrity, and truth, we do step into our roles as luminous light leaders and new earth navigators. And we do so with, um, with more confidence and clarity. Um, you know, the power of these groups is really, really amazing. So I want to thank you for being here. And I hope that today you receive the cosmic gifts and the stellar treasures in this sacred circle that will support you most. Uh, so now just sit back, relax, breathe, open, and receive. Uh, we're very thankful that you found your way here today. And now it's time for my favorite question. What is the best that could happen here today? With myself, Christine, and all of you, uh, please set a clear, empowered personal intention for what you wish to gain or experience here. Uh, my intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into love and inspiration, healing, harmonization, and purification for all of us. Uh, you're welcome to write in. Let us know how you're feeling throughout the show. Uh, if you have any questions, you can write them in there. If we have time, we will take live callers later. Uh, if you have questions about anything that we're talking about with Christine, uh, and it's star two to raise your hand for that. And now let me tell you about beautiful Christine, and we will uh, dive in. She's a way shower, a quantum healer, a mystic, and a yogi. She's the founder of Awakening to Light Reiki and Transformative Soul Coaching. Uh, she's studied life coaching, developmental psychology, healing trauma, uh, yogic, um, yoga, philosophy, ascension studies. She's taught numerous energy modalities and worked with many sacred sites globally for over 20 years. She works intuitively to assist others in the heart-centered enlightenment process to to be more fully and masterfully present for abundant living. Uh, she's written numerous articles. She's the number one internationally best-selling author of Revolutionary Leaders and the upcoming Enlightenment Oracle Cards. And today we're going to talk about keep 
keeping a, a balance and even keel right now. And also the need for courage and resilience and neutrality and unconditional love and compassion during these times of change. Uh, we'll touch on the astrology for the rest of the year. And moving forward into 2025, we'll talk about revolutionary leadership, connecting with your higher self, your future self. Uh, we'll talk about healing uh, traumas on a deeper level, uh, kundalini awakenings, DNA activations, uh, spiritual burnout, um, as well as the common obstacles that are challenges for embodiment. So a lot to dive into today. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, please join me in extending waves and waves of love light and joy uh, to Christine as I welcome her to the show. So hi, beautiful. Hello there, Carrie, and hello to everybody out there of the audience. I'm so delighted to be on the show, and you, I know you have such an amazing audience, and I'm so Delighted and yeah. Well, I'm excited to highlight you and your work. You're here for the very first time, so it's going to be fun to introduce you to this beautiful community, Christine. Um, you know, there's so much to talk about, but I want to give the audience a little foundation about you and your journey. I know I read a little bit in your bio, but what can you share with us about your journey into being a quantum healer and a mystic? <laughs> and all of this. Yeah, thank you uh, for the question. Yeah, I guess like many, uh, I've been just kind of drawn to to get into healing and, you know, on a very personal level, but just feeling a very profound connection and just intuitively that just was calling me. And um, I ended up originally being... I guess it was like at, at age 20, I was very connected to go into the teachings of, well, teachings and research of Carl Jung. And okay. that was my first deep dive, and that opened the whole world of Buddhism to me, too, with that. And then right up after that, I was starting to get very activated to, yes, the 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 other realm, and the veils were lifted, and, and I started having a lot of uh, spirit, very intense spiritual experiences and seeing ghosts and things. And I was drawn into um, learning crystal healing. Okay. And after healing, it was, it was Reiki and, and at the same time intertwined with yoga and yoga teachings. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many things. You know, Layers. You yeah, yeah. And so I, I guess I'm one of these people who's got this incredible eclectic background. And, you know, for me, I, I can know that it's a layering of past lives that are coming back and calling me to deactivate things and reactivate places I've lived, different right. timelines. Yeah, I know in the bio, I remember reading about, you know, you've been doing this for 20 years and, you know, you traveled quite a bit to different sacred sites. Did you find that when doing so, you felt kind of, you felt memories activating or past life recall? Did anything like that occur? Absolutely. It was, it was often I was blown away, you know, some of the places like going to Egypt and, and and England, I was kind of anticipating some of the things happening and because I knew I was very connected to some of the sacred sites in Egypt and especially um, 
the, let's see, it was the Temple of Karnak was really a very, very deep experience for me. I was a priestess there and just seeing uh, two different past lives there. And then uh, yet again in England and even more so than in Delphi. That was, wow, that was off the chart. It's just, it was mm-hmm. incredibly fun because it it felt like Athena was just sitting next to me when I was in the temple and it was incredible. Yeah. I've heard from uh, many healers, you know, who have been on the show and, and who are friends who, when they experience um some of these travels like you're talking about, you know, they come back and it really, really opens um, and expands the work that they're doing because uh, gifts are activated. So have you found that to be true for yourself? Yeah, and I would say very much so wisdom. You know, I mean, one of the times I I know, uh, I mean, when I was in Glastonbury, that was very much the connection to to the, the fairy healing realm. And I was a uh, when I was tapping into that, my past life there was I was a fairy hybrid, so I was one of the um, genetic um, background of fairies who had interbred and just living up my life as, priest, as a priestess. And there's many who have been fairy hybrids, and it's really incredible mm-hmm. because that was going on until fairly recently. Into Interesting. Yeah, I have a connection with the priestess energies and uh, the fairies as well. So that's uh, um, that's interesting. So I want to talk to you about um, revolutionary leadership. I know that you, um, in this book that you are a part of, that is what you wrote about, revolutionary leadership in these times of change. Um, what can you share with us, some of the highlights of that that feel significant to share with the audience? Yeah, a great question. Um, you know, when I was sitting down to write that book, of course, like many things, the, the story that came through was not what I thought it would be. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that's, always, that's always fun. I'm like, okay, you want to be told. And I, I was shown there again some past lives that were coming back as wanting to be in that chapter. And there were two different past lives primarily of that I tapped into and traveled in Portugal. And that was uh, at the sacred place of Fatima, which is where Mm -hmm. uh, the Virgin Mary appeared. And so I was tapping into the Essene past life. And at the same time, a few few miles away, we went to Tomar, which was the European headquarters for the Knights Templar. And so I had a past life there. And, And seeing how... The the, the the Knight Templar one, it was a, it was a very mixed memory because they had a kind of mixed um, history of what they were involved in. But it was very much a message of courage, courage and resilience. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was a very profound for leadership for me coming through. And the other one, looking at just the the divine connection with love and forgiveness and neutrality, regardless of what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, those have been and big think, themes here that we've been talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's more important than ever right now because there's so much, uh, you know, that the duality consciousness divide is really a profound thing right now. Mm-hmm. And one has to really 
be very clear constantly of where do I stand on this? Am I going to be distracted? Am I going to let myself be triggered by by things passing by me? Or, or do I really want to be in that neutrality? Because it's a daily choice. And oh, the yeah. The neutrality <laughs> is the timeline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. You know, I think the the compassion, the neutrality, the unconditional love, and not just talking about it, but really, you know, moving into more of a, an embodiment state so that we can look at everyone, no matter what their choices are. Even, you know, everybody has these different ideas of good, bad, right, wrong, so many different things happening during these waves of change. And as we look at others with compassion and neutrality, it certainly helps us um, keep that even keel that I know you wanted to focus on here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? um, that's, yeah. that's the topic for today is keeping an even keel and embodiment. Um, talk to us about that, Christine. I feel it's, it's just this is even more than ever such an important topic because for for light workers because the more we are going in in deep meditation the more we're connecting to our higher self and above the more we're DNA activating having kundalini awakening the more significant it is to keep an even keel because the contrast between our everyday moments and the deep meditation becomes more of a sharp contrast in our energetic system, uh, you know, get, becomes rather taxed by this. And, you know, if you're not really keeping an even keel in neutrality, that higher vibration you're bringing into your daily auric field will pull in, will pull in some timelines that give you conflict and, and turmoil. And so it's really important to be healing all those shadows when they pop up and saying, "Oh, hello, okay, I got, I got you. I'm going to be on you. I'm going to work on that one." Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. And I know uh, you're going to lead us through a meditation later to merge with our higher selves and our future selves, which um, is going to be a beautiful experience. But um, I want to talk to you about, you know, your perception of quantum healing and how it has evolved, um, not only for you, but in the work that you do and in the world. How do you perceive it as having changed and how is it evolving from your perspective? I think initially, and by initially, I mean from 20 to 15 years ago, there was more of a feeling that the focus was on just the awakening and the amazing experiencing of different past lives and trying to come to grips with who you are as a quantum multifaceted individual and now it's like okay that's an important part too sometimes and we're given glimpses of things because we need to we need to gather wisdom and coding from those 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 memories as we're being shown absolutely but what i'm seeing is is you know really that this what is it's it's kind of like the roller coaster is becoming more wild as those contrasts between the high and low become more profound this is part of why people are having ascension symptoms 
I mean, part of it absolutely is the body adjusting to a higher frequency and, and sorting everything out. But the cellular memories are what are coming up and they're providing a lot of dissonance on the cellular level and they're you know, going into your consciousness, but they're creating physical problems too. And so mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of more front and center. You need to deal with this. And, right. and yeah, it brings up to mind for me, uh, like going back in time when there was such a big tradition years ago with the, the with the yogis studying with um, masters and gurus, and th- that tradition, you know, working closely with someone was really important because they were well aware of the avatars were aware of that these higher states of consciousness, if they're not managed and dealt with and observed by someone who also has an understanding of it and who's further along the path, you can get something that I would refer to as enlightenment madness. And it's where the psyche starts to break down because it's not making sense Mm -hmm. on a deeper level of what's going on. And it literally can create a sort of madness also because you have more interaction with the lower astral realms in lower 4D. Christine, we have a couple of people that are asking if you could turn up your mic or perhaps speak a little bit louder. I think they're having trouble hearing you. All right. Right on. Get it a little closer here. Okay. Is that better? Perfect. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I know I agree with all of that. And I mean, have you what do you notice in your work with people because you do this transformational soul coaching which you're you're offering here in your special offer and we'll talk about that later. When you're working with people, um um how have things changed like this year? Um what do you what are you noticing with the people your clients, you know, that's different than perhaps years before? A number of things. I do notice that most people are after quarantine and uh, all that. Most people have had sort of a, a layering of, um, I, I would actually call it a trauma. And, and, and it's just a trauma of dealing with constant change and constant uncertainty. And it creates kind of a layering that, that there is a term for it and it's called allostatic load. And that's when there's too much stress that keeps layering on and you need to just find ways of getting it out because the nervous system is just um, getting more jarred. And, there, and, and calming down the nervous system is a bit different than just saying relax and chill out. It, it, it's a little bit different kind of. You have to unwind it in a way. And so mm-hmm. I'm seeing that. And... A lot of people have been, and this is something that's been interesting because I had to go through it a number of years ago on myself, in a sort of spiritual burnout. And so a dark night of the soul that really took you to this place, you felt just, I'm ready, get off, get me off this planet, I'm done here. Mm. And, and so actually a little lingering death wish 
you know, mm-hmm. take me off this planet on any way, shape, or form. And I, I've had a number of light workers who have been surprised to notice they had that and they had to go look at that, heal it, and let it go. And was that successful um, when you, you know, with the individuals that you've encountered this occurring, you know, what kinds of things did you do to support them with that? Because that's a, that's a serious thing. And it, and shockingly, it's not that um, uncommon, um, especially with light workers. So what do you do to support people who are going through that spiritual burnout, dark night of the soul, um, or even a death wish, as you, as you shared? Yeah, I think the first one is having them actually see it front and center that they have that in their consciousness. Mm-hmm. So the awareness is actually liberating because then – a lot of us, we feel guilty admitting that out loud, that that is something that's there and that it's very specific. Mm-hmm. And, and then normalizing it. So I guess just normalizing it, saying, you know, that you're not alone and having people look then at what are the issues that are coming to a climax that are making you feel that. And it's very individual. You know, what is what are the things in your life that are feeling so heavy and that you've felt like you've been holding the light for so long and it's getting so heavy? How can you make it lighter? And the, the magic answer to that one is really, truly different from from person to person because right. it, it entails going into your creative self and looking how, what do you want to create that you haven't? haven't allowed yourself for whatever reason. Maybe you feel it's too frivolous or you don't have time or you don't have money, but how can you go into that and really let go and do it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I find that what's really important is for people to have that safe space um, Mm -hmm. to be able to share all of these things. Um, As you said, which is really important, without a sense of guilt or shame, that okay, here's how I'm really feeling, um, in a you know in an environment of no judgment, you know where they can really just share and and really let it out because I think as people communicate these things, it doesn't stay stuck inside of them, which um, creates this energy block where they're not feeling the vitality, they're not feeling the joy because it's stuck. That energy is stuck. So as they communicate about it. Um, it starts to move things. Uh, do you notice that? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, the shame also can go around the, the um, it's kind of a subconscious reaction to the love and light sort of uh, idea out there that we should always be in love and light. And mm-hmm. Absolutely, but sometimes, you know, those shadows come up. And, and if you keep stuffing them under the rug, it gets just pull under the rug. <laughs> yes, they don't go away, and but it, it it doesn't mean you're going to be engulfed by by them mm-hmm. by bringing them up. There's a difference right. between perpetuating them and processing them. Very different. Mm-hmm. And so help people look at that. Right, because as you said, if they're not addressed, they just accumulate, um, mm-hmm. and they just build upon each other. And so uh, 
the power of communicating with someone that you trust that is a safe space is um something more powerful than anything it's one of the reasons christine i do this show i think when Mm -hmm. people are able to share um all of these things and so as a group as a community no one feels alone or they don't feel like okay wow other people are feeling this too um and and it really softens you know the self-judgment it softens the guilt or the shame and allows people to open and uh and so it sounds like that's what you support people in doing um, as a quantum healer. You also do uh, DNA activations, um, that sort of thing in your sessions as well, if that's something that people are open to. Is that right? You know, absolutely. The, it, I'll bring it up when it, it, it feels relevant. Um, sure. If I feel, feel like they need to be more present, in the other kind of energy and grounding, we'll address that because there's certain problems that, you know, that come about when you're just activating, activating and not processing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm referring to. And, you know, it's finding the balance, finding literally the rhythm in, in that as we're integrating into that, that stable embodiment. And what does that mean for you? And being authentic in it, it doesn't have to be role-playing because it is very different for everyone because we're unique fractals of God consciousness. And with that light signature, we are are the only ones bringing in our special blend of of our version of God, God awareness, and, and what that means to bringing our gifts to play and Sometimes that, you know, seems obvious and sometimes not quite so obvious. And we can feel a little discouraged or thinking, well, I don't have anything that important to say or or show or I'm not that artistic. But, you know, being creative takes so many different forms. And how do you, you know, your service shows up in being creativity, really, in being creative. I really feel that. Oh, I do too. And, and yet sometimes if people aren't, um, expressing their feelings, you know, uh, whatever they happen to be, they're not able to access that creativity, Christine. And, you know, that's where, you know, getting support is really helpful because you move the energy and then your creativity, um, ignites again. It's like it comes alive because, um, there's space that is created for it. And I love what you said about how, you know, we're all very unique in in the way that we bring forth God energy. And it's important that we don't um, do that game of comparison, you know, because we have a very unique role to play. And, uh, yeah, I... um, we even talked about this yesterday, how oftentimes people don't feel that they are um, good at at painting or drawing or singing or all of these things, and we're so hard on ourselves, um, and there's that comparison. So um, have you gone through that yourself, you know, throughout your awakening journey? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I don't think anyone's devoid of that. I mean, sure. I... I mean, I've had that very much about writing, which is one of my main gifts that I'm really drawn to. But I 
I had the privilege of having my husband as a professional artist of 50 years. And I, wow. I watched, no matter how many shows and museum shows he has, he still has doubt. You know, and I, I think it's so important to to see that doubt it is actually just an authentic part of of our journey as humans. It's the trick is just not to let the doubt overwhelm you. And you know, in in the chapter I was writing in the the book you mentioned, uh, I found it really beautiful to to remind everybody about the two. Well, two main examples I can think of historically uh, of profound doubt that avatars had, and the one was Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. We really feel he was struggling with doubt and wondering, was was he doing the right thing? Was he missing something? You know, you know, I I'm convinced he had a very clear vision, but there's always that little seed of doubt that wedges in there and goes. Yes, but it does. Was it supposed to look like this if I actually did it the way I was called? Mm-hmm. And wondering, and, and going into that that deep connection with God and surrendering it. And likewise, the the Master Yogananda who brought yoga to the Western world to the U.S. And if you read in the autobiography of a yogi, he really communicates how doubtful he was that he was following his path and whether he was doing a good enough job. Mm-hmm. And that is astonishing for us to reflect on that. Why did you think that? I mean, we're just blown away when we look at what he accomplished. You know, it's amazing. Yeah, I think it is um, something we all feel. And I know for myself, if, if something like that arises, I... I always just have to trust that it's a wave and just kind of ride the wave. It's not going to be here forever. Um, And, you know, do so with as little judgment um, and as much neutrality as possible, because if you do just ride the wave, you know, you can kind of, um, I don't know, it's a much smoother ride than fighting it or analyzing it or why, why, why? (laughs) I shouldn't be feeling this. Um, So for me, it's always about a wave, and that really helps. And going into that and saying, okay, you know, in deep meditation, is there something I'm missing? Is that why I'm having the doubt? Or is it the ego that's just lacking confidence here? And, And surrendering it to, if there's a course, correction I need here. Show me. Otherwise, I surrender this. Yes. And I, you know, another important way to do that is, you know, journaling every day and and always asking, you know, your higher self, your teams of light, what do I need to know today? You know, what are my next steps here? And allow yourself to open and receive that guidance. um, And it'll help you through those waves. and uh, I'm going to read a question that's come in, um, Christine, sure. uh, from Lacey. Hi, Lacey from Ontario. She said, hi, Carrie and Christine. I'm loving this conversation. Uh, I feel like Christine may have some wisdom to offer around the energy of starting projects but losing the momentum before finishing them. Uh, thanks so much. So any feedback for Lacey on that? 
Oh, beautiful. I love that question because, yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I, I do work with a lot of people who work on projects. And and um, myself, I, I work on different projects. And just noticing, yes, you go through cycles and of when, where you feel the enthusiasm and then parts of the parts of the process where you're literally so sick of it you want to just throw it all away and just walk on because you, you're on burnout. And, and, you know, working with the energy of that and moving beyond it. And we all have different ways of going at projects. You know, and I, I love the Aesop's fable, the, the rabbit or the turtle. And some of us are natural turtles. It just goes systematically through things. And some of us are the rabbits where we, with great enthusiasm, we get going and then we're like, oh my gosh, I can't take this anymore. And then it just <laughs> made me feel like quitting or, or the doubt just, you know, overwhelms you and you're like, ugh, there's no point in this project, you know. Mm-hmm. And to say, okay, no, it's just, I'm on bunny mode and I need a little time out here. I need to go let my inner child play and do maybe zero. You know, right? Absolutely nothing. And when you feeling a little okay, the time is right to get a little more going. Just put yourself in turtle mode, maybe one step forward. And so, if that's a little bit, and I thought I would segue into looking at the energies that we're in right now, because yes, kind of. I was just about to ask you that. So, yes, this is a good time to move into that. You know, all of the uh, the astrological energy and everything that's coming up for us. Um, yeah, what do you want to share about that? And, Lacey, thank you for the question, by the way. Yeah, I, I hope that clarifies things a bit and is a bit helpful there. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, what I'm getting with, if you look at the astrology, I mean, I think most people are aware of there is an eclipse coming up really soon here. It's a solar eclipse first uh, on the, I think it's the 25th, and then a lunar eclipse coming up on uh, November 8th. And so you have all this energy before it, you know, and the energy with eclipses, you know, is really driving home a need to conclude and finish up on timelines that are really done old karma, karmic timelines that are needing to be finished, releasing things. And, you know, at the same time, you know, the the energy of an eclipse holds really this purging energy for about six months afterwards. And at the same time, you know, the astrology in the background is really triggering momentous change on a personal level and a global level really honestly until 2025 and that's that's kind of a long haul for us to look at and it can feel a little overwhelming and that's where it's really wise to remember pace yourself it's okay you know it it doesn't need to be done like this week Uh, but are are there opportunities and windows where things suddenly do change a great deal yes absolutely I am a firm believer in that it's very much triggered by holding the energy, you know, commanding it forth, going into deep meditation, calling it forth, but also actively doing things 
in your everyday life that are bringing it into your life, bringing it in. Because the more we are interacting in this energy, we are walking into a, a parallel reality versus a lot of other people who are not. And so our lives are going to continually look a little different. And I do counsel just neutrality around that, just not worrying about it, really not worrying about it, not judging it. Everybody's got their different version of it. We have no idea what their soul contract for this life is, and that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you have a uh, comment? No, go ahead. I'll, go ahead and complete that. Yeah, I'll, I'll share what I was feeling in just a minute. Um okay. I also did just a real general spread, uh, tarot general spread, mm-hmm. just to see how that contrasted to the astrology. And it was very interesting. And I drew it in a sense that everybody watching here would, it would be for that, the audience here. And, and uh, the general energy is the chariot, that moving forward, yes, on finishing timelines. And with the chariot is very much this, Holding the reins, you need to do this with determined will and focus, or or you can you can get sidelined in the the duality all over again. And then the next card is looking at at romance and love life, and this could be either you know finding someone or gaining a renewal all over again. And that is the, the Four of Pentacles came up, and the Four of Pentacles is it's a card of abundance. He's, he's like he's accomplished some things. He's feeling good. But that card also very much hints to don't be stingy. You know, invest in the relationship. Invest in it. Put some energy. Put some enthusiasm, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so don't get lost in your own bubble. Just, you know, contribute. Um, and, and, you know, and that can be with kindness, generosity, or, or giving somebody a little space to work through their things. And and then another card that comes up is the finance. And that, I think, is super, super relevant right now. That is showing up a lot in the astrology, and we are seeing it for those of you who are, you know, I I think most people are noticing we're having some degree of a recession going on globally, and, you know, there's a lot of economic issues and the markets are fluctuating, and there's currency changes globally and just relating to all of this. And the the card that comes forward with that one is such a beautiful one. It's the King of Cups. And the takeaway I get with this one is, yes, we're in a time that is the potential of hurt um, because he's he's a wounded healer. He's experiencing hurt and maybe some degree of anxiety. But he is powerfully going forward, trusting that the healing and the support is there. And so I feel it's a very affirming card to look at, that, you know, believing that you're supported. Your guides are watching out. They're helping you look at options and helping you make wise decisions throughout it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving forward, uh, just be a little quick here. It, it's showing a lot of support in 
everyone moving forward with their businesses. Whether it's, you know, your, whether you have a career or you have a business as a light worker, this is the time not to hold back. This is the time to really go forward, step up, do that new project, continue on that new project. And so mm-hmm. to, to Lacey, this is a good time. Just get out there, go at it. You know, mm-hmm. and, and you're found, it, it's a card that is indicating you have a solid foundation. You're good here, but you can step up and go on to the next level. Right. I think a lot of people listening to a show like this and from the feedback that I get daily are exactly in that position. They're wanting to perhaps up-level things so that they're in, you know, they're in a greater role of service um, you know, as a healer, as a light worker, in different ways. And uh, Lacey did write back in, and she said, I love that answer, because when I lose momentum, she said, I always mantra that every piece of this masterpiece is coming together in its highest manifestation and the best timing for everyone involved. She said, so now I will ride my turtle mode for now. Yeah, it's kind of like riding those waves, Lacey, and I, um, but I love your mantra. <laughs> I love uh, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. Um, and I know, um, you know, everything that you mentioned about, you know, this the spiritual business and abundance and all of these things, um, I know that a lot of people are thinking about these things and it's, it's at the forefront of their awareness. And I know one element we're going to talk about your offer in a minute um, that you've included is a webinar that you did on abundance, on um, manifesting an abundant life. And I, I, I suppose that because of your work with your clients, this just felt like something that um, was really significant and important. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I was thinking this summer I really feel called to do a very specific webinar, and I, I opened my guides to what is what is the most useful for people right now. And that showed up, and I was like, yeah, actually that makes sense mm-hmm. because people need focus and in just a little encouragement in that realm. And I think many light workers we know about the law of attraction, but just a little focus of how to up the game with that one, how to really accelerate it and keep it uh, part of as integrated as part of our lives. Because you know, you know, with all our projects or businesses as a light worker, we can do our best work when we're not worrying about money. You know, exactly. We can do enthusiastically the best quality work and just really give from our heart when we're not in, when we don't have a fraction of our brain that's running off in worry mode. It's like it's all covered. It's all good. Mm -hmm. And so I found it so beautiful to have this and to have this included as an offering and to, uh, to add to it, I also have two little workbooks that I have included so that you can work through some things and really feel supported. So it's all about working that right brain and the left brain, the intuitive, the receiving, but also getting that, you know, the logical brain on board. 
uh, and how to move them both quickly into that mode. Right. Yeah, this is a two-hour um, recorded webinar uh, for those of you who are interested in <clears throat> really tapping excuse me into more abundance and to really have the tools to be able to do that um and you provide a lot of guidance on that <clears throat> excuse me um while we're talking about that if people want to look at this let's go ahead and bring up your offer it can be down at uh for the soul.com. Uh, click on our marketplace link and you will see Christine's beautiful face. Click on her picture and you will find this offer. So what it includes is a 60 minute private transformational soul coaching session um, with Christine. Um, so if you are going through a life transition right now or if you're requiring deep healing or you're having a challenging time making a decision or you need divine assistance, um, this is the soul coaching session for you. So, Christine, I would love for you to talk a little bit more about these sessions and, you know, your your training and coaching and, and what you bring through um, from the angelic realm, you know, the clairvoyance. I mean, there's a lot that you include in these sessions. So what would you like to share uh, with the audience about that? Well, first I want to pop in and say I did an edit on the, the offer. It's not two hours, which actually is a bit daunting. Uh, it, when I did the recording, it's a little bit shorter, but I'll tell you what, the feedback I've got, it is very comprehensive. Oh, yeah, for it, the um, webinar. Okay. Yeah, got it. it yeah, absolutely. But, but in the coaching, yes, I, I'm really excited about this because it is such a transformative thing of, of taking um, all the people to the you know, empowered place of feeling really connected and very motivated to working on your calling and just going into any shadows that are there. No shame, no guilt. Let's up and look at them, whether it's family, friends, primary relationship, any worries you have. So I do, do work a lot with relationship issues. That's kind of a focus I've had for a long time, communication, and, and but, you know, listening and helping my my clients listen to the communication from their guides and how to make sense of that and translate it into the highest manifestation of that. I do work a little bit with health issues. Um, you know, it, it really depends. Some of the health issues are connected to extension symptoms because a lot of the things going on are endocrine, uh, endocrine, nervous system mm -hmm. issues that have been, you know, just the, the whole, both of those systems are really doing a rewire with all the energy accelerations coming through. So looking at that, but the financial here, and that's why I'm including the webinar because it really helps people accelerate moving beyond that that issue so that you feel like you're more in the flow of doing something positive rather than the worry mode and and, and a practical, practical, positive way of going at it. Mm -hmm. and, but, but I mean, it can, 
Mm-hmm. I just wanted okay. to mention that if, I, for those of you who may not be in front of your computer or looking at this um, page directly, um, I just noticed that this can also include distant healing, um, advanced light language work, DNA activations, Akashic clearings, astral clearings, um, yeah, strategic planning on career and projects, Lacey, <laughs> um, depression, anxiety, all kinds of things here that you uh that you work on it really depends on what's coming through whether sure. whether it's what kind of energy work you're doing and 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 what is presenting literally and i i will feel it you know in my field what is presenting right well thank you my dear for providing this wonderful um special offer it is $155 that includes the the abundance webinar and uh the ebooks and um we also have the three pay option for all of you out there if that is helpful for you you can pay it over 3 months and I, I'm excited about this, Christine, because it is your first time with this audience, and so I'm hoping that those of you who are resonating with this and, and would like some support, that uh, you really consider this opportunity to work with Christine. So thank you for that. And uh, um, Linda wrote in. Linda with a Y. <laughs> Shelly says Linda with a Y. Um, amazing show. So uplifting. Thank you, Carrie and Christine. Much love to you both. Lots of love right back to you, Linda. Thank you. And Lacey wrote back in and said, wow, received. I loved every bit of that card reading. Yeah. Um, thank you for writing back in, Lacey. And Christine, I know that you wanted to do a meditation. Um merging us with our higher selves and also our future selves. So I want to move into that. But before we do, talk about the significance of um, connecting with the future self. Yeah, I felt really called to bring that into the meditation here. It's presented. And I I think it's so amazing to be able to do that because it gives you opportunity to feel into the energy of your future self, yes. But your future self also holds the energy for you to get a glimpse into what is a possibility for you down the road. You know, what will it look like? What will it feel like when you manifest what you're aiming at? Or maybe a possibility you didn't even think was presenting because it seems a little too big or a little too amazing, you know, a little too good to be true. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's and it's a beautiful part of the meditation that really helps you get out of your head into your heart and just tap into what is a possibility out there. Beautiful. Well, I would love to move into that, Christine. And uh, if you're ready, um, let's go ahead and uh, experience this together. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, So for those of you who aren't driving... You can take a deep breath and just relax into sitting in your chair or lying down, whatever you're doing to feel comfortable. Stretch your arms, perhaps. Take a really deep breath. Calling in our master guards and teachers. 
angelic realm. The fairy realm is presenting here too. And the angel of ascension is here also too. Self, beloved, I am present. Future self. Mother, Father, God. Just all the beings that are holding the energy of unity consciousness, of unconditional love, the transition for ourselves and the whole community of the world into Gaia. And I'll invite you to notice that we are on a beach, a beautiful beach, and the sand is composed of beautiful white of crystal that are ground still soft, just powdery soft under your feet out of that wonderful frequency crystal that the light has been dancing on and warming up you know beautiful that feels to be and energy of the ocean dream here so as we look out at the ocean you see there's actually quite a few waves out there the waves are a bit tumultuous but as you stand there on the crystalline shore that you feel very firmly connected Heart space, that feeling of love really tuned in, charging up. You feel absolutely not a drop of worry. You feel called into the waters of the ocean. So you step out into this. You do so, you notice the waves are dissipating that you're bringing your beautiful high frequency to the turbulence around you. They're just a beautiful energetic move. Seagulls come back again. Tranquil and they're happy to be there. As you walk a little further out into the water, you notice there's some movement. A beautiful temple starts composed of marble, white marble. See the water just running off it, watching from the water, rising up until it stops. Sunshine, sparkling, crystalline light. A few little shells here and there that are they're welcoming to the mystery of water. 
your guides are beckoning you to come up onto the platform. Small temple. You walk up the marble. And in the middle on the floor there, pink. So beautiful. Creamy light. And your guides are inviting you to have a seat here in lotus position in the middle of the lotus. Sit there. Three of your guides step forward. And maybe you know exactly which here to help you hold the energy. And you see them taking their around you in this triangle of and all the rest of your guides are standing around in the angelic realm. When you connect to the chakra, you just feel that that connects effort. It's swirling energy and it shoots down into the crystalline core of Gaia. Feeling your lower chakras and up into your heart. Earth energy. Then the energy goes all the way through your crown chakra. It does. The angel of ascension comes. Activating a soul. That I am present from source. The light through all your chakras, charging them. And you'll notice another wave of light more crystal. Almost like stardust. Twinkling. These two energies. The angel is drawing light onto above your heart space. Better place. Activating. Deep breath. 
and the galactic, galactic into the soul. Of all the heaviness, the heaviness of the summer, the heaviness of everything that's gone before, all your old stories, chance to simply release them. With this, the angel of activity. He places beautiful diamond, just diamond crystal, big as your palm, your heart space, and all the facets of diamond that she puts in. Unifying both hemispheres of the you know, that doubt, thought, and putting creativity in place. Truly activating functions of the brain that we want to And then also, she places a diamond where your higher self is, about two and a half feet above your above your crown chakra. This energy really holds you in this beautiful new timeline. And lastly, she has an amazing, really large crystal. It's like a vocal crystal. It's a tall crystal, and it's standing in front of you. And as you look at this large crystal, it's quite clear. You can see within it is an image of your future self. Because the crystal is just as large as you are. And you can see the outline of yourself. You can notice what are you wearing? What do you look like? Notice your vibration. Your future self is welcoming us, really, really excited about what the future is holding. And it wants to bring in that timeline more clearly for you. And it's inviting you to look at the screen, like a big movie screen that's on the side. And 
as you look at that movie screen, you're invited to look at what the future has in store for you. Might be different images that play out. Some of them might be things you anticipate, or maybe some of them are surprising. Notice what you feel when you're seeing these images that are shown for you. The excitement, the joy. And now our future self welcomes us to merge with it bringing in this timeline. And so it reaches out of the crystal and takes hold of our hands with its hands. And you can feel the energy exchange going on between your hands. And as you take a deep breath, you just let that energy pour over you and let that merge happen. Connecting at the heart, the root, the feet, the third eye, crown, absolutely all of your chakras are this amazing, bright, crystalline light as they are emerging. And as you do that, all your future timelines are accelerated and all the old stories are simply falling away, disintegrating. And you are filled with such gratitude. It's just so beautiful knowing that this, this future is awaiting you. The gratitude for all your guides that are holding space for this, the angelic that are that are beckoning you to this new future. And as you send out your gratitude, you are taking an even greater level of blessing. And know that the merge is complete now. And you can return to the space whenever you want to reconnect with your future self. Take a deep breath, and when you're ready, you can come back and stretch and come back to the here and now. Knowing that this this session is complete. Thank you, Christine. And I want to thank everyone. I feel like everyone 
maybe in a state where they want to remain here for a bit. Um, so I'm going to softly close for today, Christine, since that was such a beautiful meditation with you. Thank you, my dear, for joining us and uh, for being here. Yeah, thank you so much. It, it was really a beautiful experience, and I um, just like to invite anyone who feels called to work with me. I welcome you, and yeah, thank you so much, Carrie, for holding space. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you and every one of you who are here or who will listen. Thank you for the gift of your time and love and presence today. Thank you for joining us on this soulful adventure. I'm sending waves and waves of love and light and appreciation from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, offer it to those you encounter today or tonight, wherever you are in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and own that amazing, powerful glow of yours Take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Bye, everyone.